0: Another new artist from Ukraine, at least new to Nash that was Marena I Company, Marina and Company, and Spivanka prosusida song about a neighbor. Vitayuvas Vsi, Shinovni Radio Suchichi, Naradio Peridachu Nash Holos, Radio Krinskoho Korina, Kotrapotiasivam Nachveli C H L Y, Stoodenisim FM Umistina Naimo, Primikrifoni Pavlina. Dobry Dane and welcome to Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio, coming to you on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. I'm Pavlina, sitting in for Oksana. On today's program, we have Cultural Capsule with Vasel Pavlovsky, who will tell us about the Ukrainian roots of one of America's most famous pop culture icons. As well, Jean Berezovsky of Ukraine War Amps will join us for a two-part interview on the war in Ukraine, and how Ukraine War Amps is supporting Defenders of Ukraine and how you can help too. And as usual, our Proverb of the Week, other items of interest and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next is uh, Oldie But Goody. This is a song of Tarashevchenko's uh, lyrics put to music by a group called Litava, and it is called Od Salah, Do Salah, From Village to Village. <laughs>
1: Pawlowski and welcome to Cultural Capsule here on Nashola's Ukrainian Roots Radio ukrainians have had many different impacts on the world of culture and the arts over a long period of time in the mid to late 1950s a new art form emerged it came to be known as the era of pop art today's personage andrew varhola junior made quite a contribution to this form his iconic images of the campbell's soup cans and his work of marilyn monroe are etched in the minds of many who grew up in the 1960s and 70s Most know him as Andy Warhol. He was one of four children of Lemko immigrants to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. His mother was extremely active in the arts. Leading up to Easter, she was always actively involved in the art of pisancarsto, the art of writing Easter eggs. Though she was often involved in needlepoint on Lemko and religious themes, she also created floral displays tin cans, and corrugated cardboard. Warhol himself had spoken to some of his early childhood health issues where he was often bedridden due to some illness related to scarlet fever. Warhol later described this period as very important in the development of his personality, skill set, and preferences. At the age of 13, Warhol lost his father in an accident. As someone who lost my father in my teens, I can understand how his mother may have had such an influence in his life. Warhol studied commercial art at the Carnegie Institute of Technology, now known as Carnegie Mellon University. He became actively involved in his field and served as art director of the student Art magazine known as Kano in the late 1940s. In 1949, Warhol earned his degree as a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Pictorial Design. Following his graduation, Warhol left for New York to start a career as an illustrator for the magazine industry. His first big gig was an illustrator for Israel Miller, a shoe manufacturer, though he took on many different roles in the creative sphere. His name changed to Andy Warhol apparently was due to a typographical error in some publication, though Andriy Vadpola also had a second nickname that is not so well known. It was Drella, a combination formed from Dracula and Cinderella. During the mid to late 1960s, Warhol had managed the Velvet Underground and Nico with the two lead performers by the names of Lou Reed and John Cale, who are still known to this day. After Warhol's death due to complications after gallbladder surgery on February 22, 1987, the two main artists of the Velvet Underground came together to create an album entitled Songs for Drella. Warhol had created a workshop which was known as The Factory, which for a period of time used to produce his style of art at quite a rape. though there was an assassination attempt on him by a woman who felt he was taking up too much space. The gunshot wounds he suffered may have contributed to his later demise. Andre Vanhola was a very interesting and creative artist in a period when many post-war Ukrainians were settling in Canada and the United States.
2: you You're listening to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. In 2014,
0: two caring Canadians in Toronto by the names of John Broadhead and Jean Berezovsky, founded Ukraine War Amps. They were deeply concerned about the well-being and lack of treatment for Ukrainian soldiers injured while defending their country against Russian aggression. For the next eight years, Ukraine War Amps would provide much needed assistance for wounded Ukrainian veterans and families of the fallen. Then in February, Last year, Russia ramped up its aggression in the east to a full-scale war against civilians all across Ukraine, bombing homes, hospitals, schools, vital infrastructure that provides citizens with basic necessities such as water, heat and electricity, and even moving human targets in humanitarian corridors attempting to flee danger zones. Now, more than ever, volunteers are stepping up to assist the Ukrainian military in protecting civilians from Russian military and mercenaries. These include many veterans who Ukraine War Amps has been helping since 2014. Despite losing limbs, they consider themselves recovered sufficiently from their injuries to be able to return to battle. Recently, I had the privilege and honor to speak with Jean Berezovsky of Ukraine War Amps to get an update on the situation in Ukraine from their perspective to find out what Ukraine War Amps is doing to help and how we can all help them to save lives and bring an end to this deadly, needless war. We hadn't spoken in a while, so we started out chit-chatting about the weather. Even such an innocuous topic was no escape from the realities of this war for very long.
3: You know, winter was relatively mild, and I understand relatively mild across Canada and, and Ukraine and Europe, relatively mild. Well, Slava Bohu. Slava, yeah. So they were able to survive, and yesterday I got pictures from Kiev with the first uh, flowers. Oh, what are you call them?
0: Was that croc, like crocuses? I got pictures. I'll send you now.
3: Okay. Picture, right? You tell me what you see. Okay. It's uh, one of them is easy. It's called crocus, and it's. Easy guess. The (laughs) second one, little white uh, bells, we have them in Canada, too, I believe.
0: Oh, yes, snowdrops and crocuses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful.
3: Yeah. And when I saw the picture yesterday, my second question was, uh, is it safe to go to forest? And is it, you know, not only safe, it's a forest for many it's not just their beauty, it's uh, food to survive, like mushrooms, yeah. for yeah. instance. Yeah. And uh, berries, too, yeah? Berries going to start in June, and and then uh, later on mushrooms, uh, some mushrooms actually popping up in spring. Yes, yeah, marish. many people, mm-hmm. it's food and also source for catch, because they dry them, they sell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, all this uh, business for elderly men and women who early in the morning could go to forest to pick up mushrooms and yeah. stuff and then come in, you know, by 6 a.m., they're already on the market. Yeah. So what my relatives say, no, it's not safe. Forest nowadays around Kiev it's a mining field. Oh, So my relatives, uh, it's kind of southern border of Kiev. So, Russians have been reached there. It was no fighting in that area. But our troops uh, put mines in place just in case. Yeah.
0: Right, oh.
3: Yeah, so now every day they say people, like civilians, dying or got severely uh, wounded, they mine. taking heart, mine. In and all over. Oh. So, yeah, so that's. Boy. a little bit about spring in ukraine yeah the good news is they survive
0: mm-hmm. and so will they survive spring and summer yeah
3: so i spoke to them yesterday and I said i yeah, remember all these surprises of world war ii even in my childhood
0: really so, so... my childhood
3: kind of remote from world war ii
0: well yeah no kidding and i
3: i remember new ch- aviation bomb was found Right in my school, on the school uh, play yard where we played soccer. It was a metal piece just stuck out. And the uh, kids started digging around because it, it was just uh, interfering with us. Right, yes. And was, it was huge aviation bomb okay. that didn't explode. Thank goodness. Yeah, I, most likely it's a Russian aviation bomb. Mm-hmm. I don't see why German wouldn't explode. Good point. You yeah. know, and Russians were the major force who did all the bombardment in Kiev, not German.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Russians were the ones who destroyed Kiev, not German.
0: Yeah, people don't know that.
3: Well, I know it, so others know it too, but yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not a common, uh, yeah, which is part of propaganda, yeah? Uh-huh. And we, yeah? And which is why we have this uh, situation now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, speaking of history, I I don't think probably I'm the only one that has this idea that Ukraine has been divided left bank, right bank, east, west, um, Austria-Hungarian empire versus Russian empire and all that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, the mission happened, but it's more of a propaganda thing representing Ukraine in the eyes of the world white society as not united country, etc. And that's part of Propaganda that Mr. Putin didn't invent. He took it not even from Soviet Union. Stalin didn't invent this propaganda either. He took it from the Russian Tsar regime. So regimes in Russia make change, but this propaganda towards Ukraine always aren't It's the same. This part of their policy and politics towards occupation of Ukraine is untouched. They always position themselves as brothers of Ukrainians. And back in Kiev, we had that stupid monument. I saw it, yeah. yeah. And that stupid monument emphasized unity of Ukraine and Russia, but they also tell us that you, Ukrainians, are not unified. <laughs> so, yeah. Make up your you know, mind. <laughs> you, you, you see now, you see what I say. They yeah. Leave is Polish and Kiev is Russian. Mm. And then leave nothing
0: for Ukraine. <laughs> you see what I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you no, are not on the map. Yeah, there's no Ukraine then. Yeah, they, that's how they erase Ukraine, and they've been doing that for centuries. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So that—that's how their propaganda works. And.
3: Monument of Khmelnytsky in central Kiev near Sofia, put there by Russians. Colin blew up all the Ukrainian history and monuments he wanted. Milnitsky got untouched because the monument there, put by Russian Tsar, huh. the Soviet Union dictator never
0: touched the monument. Because it was placed by the Russian Tsar. Wow.
3: Propaganda is uh, very deep. And... Speaking of history, again, most likely, we need to look again into the history and evaluate what we say.
0: Indeed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For some reason, the lessons of history are so hard to learn. Jean, for the benefit of listeners who may not be familiar with Ukraine war amps, can you please give us a quick overview of uh, what you're all about, what you've been doing, and uh, how your focus has changed out of necessity since uh, February of last year.
3: Just to um, to repeat ourselves, Ukraine was dealing with support and help to one bit, to Ukrainian veterans and uh, families of the uh, fallen Ukrainian heroes. Mm-hmm. So, two major projects we, we ran through past Nine years by now, which is Adopt a Soldier, where people supported the soldier they adopted, and I care program, where people from all over the world, caring people from all countries, any country, any place in the world, could uh, help a family uh, who lost uh, their breadwinner in this war. And uh, obviously, last year, in February, Everyone realized that we need to do a little bit more to help Ukraine. Uh, I guess it was a, a big wake-up call for like 99% of the worldwide population. And G- Ukraine war was not an exception. And we also realized that besides helping veterans, and wounded, and uh, families who lost their breadwinners. We need to help Ukraine to survive under given circumstances. We need to help people who need uh, to evacuate from the front line to escape the operation. and we need to help our soldiers and fighters and defenders and volunteers. You know who is not running uh, to the Western countries mm-hmm. or Canada and the states, but actually go, go in towards the enemy, yeah. to stop them.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. So, so program Save Ukraine and um, equip a soldier answering this need. Save Ukraine is a program, and actually I'm right now wearing, uh, wearing uh, Save Ukraine t-shirt, Mm-hmm. that uh, we, we've been uh, um, selling online and uh, in-person to our donor sponsors, volunteers. And the uh, same Ukraine actually addresses the needs of the uh, civilian uh, population, of mm-hmm. those who try to escape the war and all the atrocities committed by Russian man. Yeah. So uh, within this program, our volunteers taking people from uh, Ukraine's east to Ukraine's west, uh, sometimes to European countries Mm -hmm. for the refugees. And uh, in Europe or Western Ukraine, buying uh, foods, needed products, clothes, and bringing it back to Ukraine's east. So it's uh, all this uh, kind of, within one week, uh, a minivan with refugees which in the West, and then the volunteer comes back uh, with food and clothes. So that requires some um, financial aid sure. to buy food and financial aid uh, to keep the, the volunteer, his car, running, diesel, gas, repairs, stuff like that. That's what we do within Save Ukraine. Okay. We serve families, not just families running from the war, but also families who potentially, where frontline potentially can reach. Or, you know, those who want to evacuate from the Paryngia, also it's not, the frontline is not there, but uh, families who want to evacuate, soldiers and uh, volunteers, and who want their family to get uh, into safety. Mm-hmm. Because uh, sometimes, unfortunately, we get into this situation when we support a volunteer or a soldier and his family, his wife, his kids and parents under occupation and they actually stop suffering there and their life at risk. So, you know, a lot of aspects covered by the uh, Ukraine program. Wow. The other one we started running as of March 2022 is a quicker soldier. As we realize, the soldiers over winter, they need even simple stuff as uh, thermal socks or thermal underwear. And uh, stuff like tactical gloves, tactical uh, goggles, stuff like that, which actually available here. It's uh, much harder for them to find it in Ukraine and even in Eastern Europe. Countries like Poland, they're running out of stuff. So within a group of soldiers we're helping our heroes to defend Ukraine and by doing so we're helping them to defend Europe and uh, us in North America as well.
0: Right. So there are news reports all you know on, on the news about lots of government aid, millions billions of dollars going to Ukraine to help the war effort. Why is it left to Ukraine war arms to get tactical Equipment and clothing to to defenders. Uh, you know, we started our
3: conversation a little bit with uh, like uh, history lessons, talking about history and how important it could be. Although maybe ninety percent of our time we don't think of history, but some moments it's super crucial. And uh, here the answer is. In history, too, and if you go back to the Cossack time of uh, the mm-hmm. uh, we actually can find out that the guy who would uh, join the Ukrainian Cossack army, he would uh, join in and come with equipment of his own, his own horse, his own uh, sword or shabby we called, mm-hmm. saber, even his own server, who would help him with, with the horse and equipment. So the war we fight in today, it's uh, the war, uh, fought by people, by people like, uh, pretty much you and I, and you know, how much you got involved and you've been there. So you, you met them too. And yeah. I am in touch with them on a daily basis. We are m- my impression that entire ukrainian population standing up against the enemy and fighting the war like uh, if i send you to pan kolodzinski for his work you would find out that to win war like that you need hundred percent of your material efforts hundred percent of your emotional efforts hundred percent of your moral efforts you need 100%, pretty much everything, to withstand any aggression like that. That's why probably when we browse our news, we we can find a lot about volunteers, soldiers, uh, what they do and why they do. We can't just uh, rely on um, governmental institutions. They did what they did. Uh, They succeeded partially, they failed partially. So that failure, we are to compensate.
0: Ah, uh, that makes well, that makes sense, and yeah, I think that that people don't understand the extent of war. If we've we've lived in peacetime, uh, so we don't know how war works, right? And what yeah, would you just I would
3: tell you to Ukrainian philosophers like Kolodzinsky and and many others who actually wrote uh, books. A century ago, in early, yeah. late 1920s and 30s and 40s, they've been in the shoes. Yeah, they learned a lot, mm-hmm. and they left us their idea.
0: Yeah, and which is good, but you know, we they lived it, we haven't, and, and it's one thing to read about it and to. Imagine what it was like in those days when you're sitting in the comfort of of your home and and no yeah, worries yeah, about about bombs probably, coming or yeah. or mine or mines out in in the in the bushery if you want to go and pick berries. So this is, um, yeah, this is an eye opener for me. <laughs> so you know, so thank you, thank you for sharing that. Um, a lot of people sit back here and they watch the news and oh, we're sending billions of dollars. Why is this war still going on? You know, all this kind of stuff, but they don't understand that. Just sending money doesn't mean that you're going to end the war. Right.
3: You know, and yeah, it's so, much more. It's, yeah. it's everything. Now it's everything. It's much yeah. more than money. It's uh, our capital, material, non-material. It's the people themselves. Yeah, yeah. They, they fight with everything they have. Yeah. Their lives, yeah. their families, their apartments, jobs, the, wherever they used to have, they evaporate may may be gone with the wind. you know, people fight wherever they can fight. Uh, we've been supporting many veterans within this last nine years, long nine years.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, within this year, 2022, 20% of them
2: gone.
3: Uh. 20% of the guys who you and I been helping during this period of time gone within one year. Oh. Many of them joined the army again, and they joined the army instantly and voluntarily. They didn't wait for governmental institutions to call them. Mm-hmm. Although many of them are wounded from twenty fifteen, twenty fourteen, and they no well is supposed to be on the front line
0: again. Right. Yeah.
3: But they showed up in their units like day one or day two. Some of them were working abroad, working in Poland and other places. They mm-hmm. came back. Wow. They came back right on February twenty, twenty 25th, Thursday. Now, you know, because we are Ukraine war amps. many of the people supported by our community don't have limbs, uh, don't... leg amputees, arm MPTs, yeah. those guys who've been double amputees, no legs. You know, they they didn't evacuate. They actually went to uh, volunteer and help the Ukrainian army. They can do a job. They can deliver. They still can drive. They're able to drive using uh, prosthetics. And they deliver food and products needed on the front line. They collect money from their neighbors and uh, friends. They buy stuff they need and they go there. Uh, we have Ruslan Robert, double amputee from Kiev. We have Mikhailo Lufayko, double amputee, no leg. Oh. That's what he's doing. He's driving to the front line, delivering necessities the needed there. We have another veteran from Zipro with a double amputee, no arms. And he's active because he has the connection. He connected with his friends. Who is currently fighting, he knows what, what's needed. And mm-hmm. we help and we all organize together and we provide support through Save Ukraine or equip the Soldier Pope. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, to win this war, we all need it. All our efforts. Yeah. All we can do, we have to do. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all together, it's our intention good meal, moral support, the way we behave, and uh, our will, you know, the will, the rest will come.
0: Yeah. That said, that money is still needed because you need to buy fuel, you need to buy food, you need to buy transportation and uh, clothing and other necessities to save lives. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, So, yeah, I am going back to history,
3: to Ukrainian history. And I look into a similar situation, and I know that the biggest uh, times in Ukrainian history and biggest achievements of its army, it's uh, not only one thanks to government. It's one thanks to people's will, thanks to unification of everyone. Yeah. Thanks to everyone supporting the the common goal.
0: Yeah. Just to dive back into history for a bit, um, Ukraine now is more united than I think it's ever been in probably in the whole history uh, of of Ukraine, you know, a thousand years plus history, um, thanks to Mr. Putin in the last uh, nine years. I, I
3: want to just project about Ukraine being united uh, as never before, if you allow me mm-hmm. to comment on that. For sure. You know, I, um, I I live there. I born there, so that's where you know I belong. And uh, I never could understand uh, this thing. I've heard it many times from Russian propaganda, from from other places, uh, and I know that they wanted to see us as uh, not united, like uh, a bunch of people that doesn't know what they're doing together, mm. and I never, could, I, I never could understand why we should uh, actually go with this uh, propaganda uh, idea. I always thought we are united. I always thought that when we voted in 1991 for independence of Ukraine, it was nothing but united vote of the uh, population for the independence, Of course, it wasn't 100%, but democracy never had 100%. Of course, right, yeah. Only Putin regime may come <laughs> up, or Soviet Union, yeah, yeah. could have uh, Stalin and Britain, you know, they could have uh, come up with uh, 100% or 99%. Or 125%, yeah.
0: like in Crimea, <laughs> yeah.
3: Exactly, yeah. like that famous joke. Right. So I, I'm telling you, we we always been around I can tell you even more, if you look into statistics, you can realize that Ukraine's population is like ninety percent, maybe seventy or eighty percent Ukrainian. It's it, it's not seventy. It's like eighty and up percent Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much unification right here,
2: mm-hmm.
3: right here. That's the unification. If I call myself Ukrainian and people who live across the country. A 1,000 kilometers from me called himself Ukrainian too, that been unification.
0: Good point, yeah.
3: We can, we can have different views on uh, Poroshenko, Zelensky, that and that, but we all voted for Ukraine. None of us call itself something else. We identify ourselves as Ukraine. unification right here. So I don't really. I'm sorry, I don't really buy. It's okay. my. It's probably my opinion, but I don't buy.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's I, that's you, good.
3: You, I, oh. I mean, I just use my right to have that opinion. And uh, being in Ukraine, look, I traveled a lot. I went to Carpathian uh, Mountains for skiing. I talked to people there. You call them Lem Lemkin, etc boy king. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I I've heard that stories. I traveled to Kuban. Kuban is the other side of the Ukrainian bridge. Yeah, right. So those people there spoke Ukrainian too. Yeah. So it was same Ukrainian, Same Ukrainian people speaking same Ukrainian, and uh, you know people from uh, we have in here in Toronto among our supporters, people from Luhansk. They speak Ukrainian. They always been Ukrainian. All their villages, those villagers, they all 100% Ukrainian villages. So, and you know, about unification, I can tell you like uh, on the other side um, of this story, I mean, well, traveled in Canada and United States. Mm -hmm. You know how diverse Canada and United States are? Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, you can go like, Miami, or you can can you go Denver, and you gonna get different experience. Absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah. That, that is a good point.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, you are Vancouver Island, and to to name, you can find a big difference. Uh, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are. You live in the Winnipeg too, so yeah. look, again, again, probably in Canada, we all Canadians but we may have different backgrounds in ukraine they all ukrainians or 80 percent with the similar background oh. similar. it's never the same Experience yeah. is always different right yeah and sure. in canada we say saying in diversity our strength mm-hmm. so i don't really uh, i don't buy that unification legend uh, for me it's like me propaganda thing and also, for me, it's the diversity of Ukrainians in Ukraine. It's Ukraine. It's a strong side of Ukraine.
0: Yes, for sure. But, well, it is. I mean, you think about all the different uh, costumes, the different uh, music, the different foods, and yes. peasant yes. designs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's, how, look, that's how democracy should work. Mm-hmm. W- what
3: do you know about Russia? It's 120 people. 120 languages, but when you see their costume, you see all the Russian meaningless costumes of like uh, average Russian, mm-hmm. but you have 120 different people. They speak different languages, they have different history, follow different, uh, different traditions, culture, and religion. Yeah. But we never see, Russia never represented by 120 costumes. That's true. I, I hardly remember only one, so yeah i I would say Russia is pretty divided and uh, not unified, but Ukraine is actually very consolidated
0: traditionally, religiously, and all the aspects well that's a that's a huge advantage, even despite the disparity in size and uh, and and the resources i, I was uh, just uh, just uh,
3: keep in mind in fact, I was able to, to travel from the Marine or culture to Ku using paying Ukrainian, language. yeah, and I mean they 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 all ask me where you're from, yeah, because they they saw I'm not uh speaking local. exactly what they think
0: local yeah yeah uh, i i would say that's the key point, yeah, It's key success to
3: understand what is Ukraine,
0: yeah, yeah, and yeah, for people to 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 understand the war better what what's happening. Um, better exactly. And why, you know, why are Ukrainians fighting so ferociously? And why, you know, why are we asking, why are Ukrainians asking for help? And so, and it was very, you made it very clear why, uh, you know, we should not sit back and rely on government for, for that or for anything, actually. Um, other than the the, base, the basics, but um, you you do need help for the two projects now that you've got mostly uh, that you're focusing on is the two the Save Ukraine and Equip a Soldier. So these are the two areas that you need people to to help.
3: That's okay. exactly right.
0: Okay, and so 100 percent of donations go to people in need. Um,
3: yeah, donations go donate we have PayPal account and uh, some people do it from our email address is ukraine at gmail dot com. Yeah. Uh, we also don't do not have any office expenses. Right. Or we do deliver hundred percent of your support to the beneficiary.
0: Okay. That's that's good to know.
3: That's very different from many, many organizations.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, for sure. So um, basically an e-transfer or PayPal donation is the best way to, to support uh, your efforts.
3: Yeah, and uh, other ways possible, please get in touch with us. We are on Facebook, Ukraine War Amps. Our website is ukrainewaramps.ca, CA for Canada. Mm-hmm. It's uh, possible to donate through website as
0: well. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Jean, for, for your, your great insight, for, for shedding more light on on the situation so that we in Canada and uh, listeners around the world can understand uh, the dire situation and the fact that, that we can help in many different ways um, by donation as well as, um, as other ways. So thank you so much, Jean, for sharing that. Uh, Godspeed to all of you. We,
3: Thank you, Paulette. It was great to talk to you. Yeah, I
0: pray that this war ends soon and uh, the insanity stops and people can start to heal.
3: Yeah, I guess the key point here is the victory.
0: Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Jean. Slavo Karini.
3: Thank you. Hello and hello.
0: I was speaking with Jean Berezovsky of Ukraine War Amps in Toronto. Please consider supporting their work in helping the brave defenders of Ukraine ensure freedom in their country for the benefit of the rest of the world. To make a donation to support one of their campaigns, either Save Ukraine or Equip a Soldier, send a donation by e-transfer or PayPal to ukrainewaramps at com. Visit them on Facebook or their website, ukrainewaramps.ca. <music> Fellow Torontonian Nastya Y released a song recently that she wrote explaining why Ukrainians are willing to go without life's necessities they once took for granted, and which we here still do, because to Ukrainians nothing is more precious than freedom from centuries of Russian tyranny. Here's Nastya Y with BizVas, Without You.
4: Потом все читання із ясу, сумнісу, Україна, ти поздно область допомагає один одним. Слава
5: Україні! затрусила, землю навколо крила, No. Свечки
2: Наш голос Радіо Українського коріння, котре подається вам на хвилі CHLY 101 FM у місті наймо.
0: You're listening to National Ukrainian Roots Radio on CHLY 101.7 FM in the najmo.
6: Nel malacquetto ciamo va Є хортиця, в нас є Карпати, Пройде страшна, дема підбрати, як звати. Гуляли, 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 наші рокі крила встали. Гуляли, 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 гуляли. Aia goninadora, pera sta bola bala, bola bala,
0: is Kozak Siromaha, who actually is a modern-day Cossack, like the kind that Jean was telling us about. He has devoted his whole life to defending Ukraine, living in the lifestyle of the of old, tearing up his passport. He has no documents. He lives the Spartan lifestyle with his family on the banks of the Dnipro River, bringing up his sons to follow in his footsteps. And when he's not doing music, he is fighting on the front. Kozak Sirimaha, and that was Juliale walking. Up next, from a few years back and happier times, a popular group called Mandre, and a story of a girl named Oresia. <laughs>
4: Не ходи ходи, Орисю, на гору, на лиску, не ходи, ходи, орисю, а грай на сопілиці, Ой, гой, даріть сідриці, ой, гой, дари сідриці, не ходи на лис у гору, а грай на сопілеці. Ой, гой, дарить сідриці, ой, гой, дарить сідриці, не ходи, на лесу гору, а грай на сопілиці, по нагорі, на листі туман над ярами, по на горі на листі, чорти з відьмаками,
0: Ой, гой, дариці дириці, ой,
4: гой дериться дериться там жугає така що гріхи дивіться ой гой дериться дериться ой гой дериться дериться там жугає така що гріхи дивіться чорта роги круто роги очі як нащата жінка в нього чорна жаба та босата ой гой дериться дериться ой гой дериться дериться от такі жінки плати та багатий хоче кльову дівку, може їй платити златом да вот віді до шиї на кого ой-ой дрицириці ой-ой дрицириці на ходи гори з нагору а чекай на бренця ой-ой дрицириці ой-ой дрицириці не ходи гори на гору, а чекай на бренця, бренця. лай лай
0: Hadi vi vysuhayte radio programu Nash Holos Radio Nasho Hokorinya na khvali CHLY stoy deni CFM umishennymo. Ne shchamy shchylina nashu programu shchashto domovi skazaty do pobachennya, ale peretem ya khochu zalashchat vas te kim slovami mudrosti. Yak khochesh lianorodu dobro zdobute, to mushesh i sam dobrym bute. And our proverb of the week translates as if you want to do good for your nation, you must be good yourself. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in Nanaimo. In between broadcasts, please stay in touch with us via our Facebook page and for transcripts, audio, ki- audio archives and a link to our podcast, visit our website www.nashholos.com. You can also find Holos on your favorite podcast app. Well, our time is about up, so to take us to the end of our program, a uh, popular folk group from Ukraine called Burdon and Kolomeka. I'm Pavlina, on behalf of Oksana, myself, and all of us here at CHLY 101.7 FM. Thanks for listening. Dozoo chi.